பைபிள் ட்ரெஷர்ஸ் டாபிக் எயிட் ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் குரோத் வெல்கம் டு தி சவுண்ட் ஆஃப் டெலிகாஸ்ட் Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. This program has got a two-fold purpose. First, to enable you to escape the floods of false doctrine. And secondly, to encourage you to embrace the sound doctrine of God's word. In other words, as we have often told you, unlearning is a prerequisite for proper learning. In other words, we must come back to biblical ways from the ways of the world. This is the pattern of the teaching of Jesus Christ. For example, First, he taught his disciples how not to pray and then how to pray. Beloved, the most exciting thing for parents is to carry their children and play with them. But they do not want their children to remain as babies forever. They expect them to grow. It is the same thing with our Heavenly Father also. In other words, perpetual infancy is an embarrassment to our Heavenly Father. So that is why the Bible repeatedly tells us, do not be children. We look at a few verses. 1 Corinthians 14th chapter and the 20th verse. Brothers, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice be babies, but in understanding be mature. In understanding be mature. But in malice, in evil, we should be children. That is why Jesus said, unless you become like little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. We look at another passage. Turn with us to Ephesians 4th chapter. We look at the 14th verse. It says we should no longer be children. Come with us to book of Hebrews and 5th chapter. Read verses 12 and 13. Here the writer of the Hebrews is lamenting over the perpetual infancy of his readers. In the 12th verse he says, by this time you ought to be teachers. And in the 13th verse you are still babies. Yes, well, it is good to become the children of God, but we should not stay there. We should grow as God's people. When we say growth regarding human beings, we think about two aspects. One is physical growth. The other is spiritual growth. In this series we are talking about spiritual growth. And as usual our topic is how not to grow. How not to grow. Again we'll study 10 lessons. 
As we will be presenting these lessons to you, dear friends, our prayers for you will be that you all will grow unto maturity. How not to grow? Lesson number one. Do not expect to grow automatically. Do not expect to grow automatically. In a word, rebirth is a supernatural experience. That's what we read in First Peter, first chapter, and verse twenty-three. It says we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which abides and lives forever. This is a supernatural phenomena. The Son of God saves us. He saves us through the Word of God, and He saves us by the power of God. Yes, birth is a miracle from God, but growth is our responsibility. Just like we do physical exercise to keep ourselves fit and build up our bodies. We must also do spiritual exercises for growing strong and healthy as spiritual people. That's what we read in First Timothy fourth chapter. Read the eighth verse to you. Bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. He is comparing himself between this bodily exercise and spiritual exercise. Bodily exercise is for this life on earth only, but spiritual exercise is not only for our life here today on earth, but also for our life to come in eternity. Having said that, if you look at verse nine, he says something very interesting. And the apostle says, "This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance." Do you remember earlier he made a similar statement? For example, in the first chapter, fifteenth verse, "This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief." You know, while referring to Jesus Christ saving sinners, he says this is worthy of all acceptance. Same language he uses while talking about spiritual exercises also. Hence, the importance of spiritual exercise becomes so clear. In other words, God has given us glorious promises for our maturity. He has promised us that we all will partake of the divine nature. One such passage is Second Peter, first chapter. Read the fourth verse. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature. Just because God has given us glorious promises that we will partake of the divine nature. We cannot be folding our hands and stand idle. 
come towards 5 what is it say? For this very reason, because God has given us so many promises that we will grow to maturity to partake of His divine nature. What are we supposed to do? Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. It's like putting one brick over the other for the building of the structure, isn't it? Only when we do that, the eighth word says we will not remain barren. Just believing God's promises is not enough. You must do homework, add this to that, to this, to that, to this, to that. Keep on adding, keep building up. Beloved, the Bible emphasizes this truth by giving various illustrations. For example, we all know about harvest. It's a very joyful thing. And who gives the harvest? It's God who gives the harvest. But someone should water it. That's what we read in 1 Corinthians 3rd chapter 6th verse. Paul says, I planted. Just you plant it and leave it, it is not going to get any harvest. Before God will give the increase, Apollo should water it. Somebody should water the plant, only then God will give the increase. We will give another illustration. The birth of a baby, as we already told you, is a miracle from God. But in order that the baby may grow, it must be fed with milk. That's what we read in First Peter 2nd chapter. The second verse says, Newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Birth is a miracle from God. But in order that the child may grow, it must be fed with the milk of the word of God. You know, Timothy was the spiritual son of Apostle Paul. Now, that was a real privilege for Timothy, isn't it? He was also tutored by Apostle Paul. Even then, Timothy had to do his own homework for his progress. That's what we read in 1 Timothy 4th chapter. In the 15th verse we read, Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. You know, the, the language is very strong. Give yourself entirely to these exercises. No, you have to fully involve yourself in these practices, so that your progress will be very evident. Beloved, if we think that growth is automatic, if we think that we have no responsibility in it, the Bible need not again and again say, grow, grow, and grow. How many passages do you know that the Bible says, grow, grow, and grow? For example, 2 Peter 3rd chapter, 
Look at the 18th verse. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when you come to 2 Timothy 2nd chapter, there in the first verse we read, Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, grow strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6 chapter and 10th words. Here we read about the spiritual armor. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. God supplies power, all right. We must grow strong in that power. Sometimes people have a mistaken idea. They think aging means growth. Aging does not necessarily mean growth, beloved. Here there was one group. If you turn with us to Hebrews 5th chapter, 12th verse. The recipients of the readers of this letter had already, long years ago, they had already received the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe 10 years, 20 years, who knows? And in the 12th verse, the apostle says, By this time, you ought to be teachers. So many years have passed by after you were born again experience. But there is no growth in your life. In the 13th verse, he says, you are still babies. We want to add one more truth here. Just like there is no automatic growth, there is no instant growth also. We all know about John the Baptist. He was filled with the Holy Spirit even in his mother's womb. But we read in Luke's Gospel, 1st chapter 18th verse. He was in the desert and he was growing strong in the desert in his spirit. We know about the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though at the age of 12 he had so much of Bible knowledge, it took another 20 years for his solid growth for ministry. Disciples of Jesus Christ instantly obeyed him and they followed him. But they had to grow under Jesus for three full years. Timothy had the biblical knowledge even from his mother and grandmother. But so many years he had to be mentored by Apostle Paul and then he grew to manhood. There is another wrong concept that needs to be corrected. People think if they receive the gifts of the Spirit, there will be instant growth. No such thing like that. Look at the Corinthian believers. Come to the first Corinthian first chapter and the seventh words. We see there that they had all the gifts of the Spirit. No gift was lacking in them. But when you come to the third chapter, what do we read about their condition? First and the second word says, You are still babies in Christ. I have to once again put you on milk diet. All the gifts of the Spirit, but no growth, no maturity. 
This is a warning we get from the Old Testament also. There are so many Old Testament characters who had the gifts of the Spirit upon them. They had the power of the Spirit in their ministry. But they lacked spiritual growth. There was no maturity or character development. Well, our gifts are received instantly. But fruit bearing is associated with our growth. We want to add another note. The ministers of God also should play a vital role in the growth of the believers. First they should pray for their growth. In 2 Corinthians 13 chapter and 9th verse we read, The apostle says that we pray for you that you may become complete. And in 1 Thessalonians 3rd chapter 9th and 10th verses, they say, night and day we are praying that you may become perfect. They should not only pray for their growth, they should also labor for their growth. For example, they should water the plant. Why does God keep apostles in the church, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers? In order that they may work and labor for the growth of the believers. They should pour themselves, pour their lives on the lives of the believers so that they will grow to maturity. You know here we have two excellent apostolic prayers for the growth of believers. We will read it as a prayer for you. Colossians first chapter. We'll read from verse 9 to 12. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you, but to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. How not to grow? Do not expect to grow automatically. God bless you.